Callers up at the Think Tank. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Joining me now, the head basketball coach of Louisiana's Raging Cajuns in action tomorrow. Thursday night at the Cajun Dome against South Alabama, the first of four at the Cajun Dome where Cajuns have performed well at home um, uh, most of the time, certainly in the, the Bob Marlin era. They are 5-1 and one at home this season. And joining us now is head coach, Bob Marlin. Good morning, Coach. How are you today? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you? I'm good, man. I, um, you know, I got a chance to to talk to a couple of guys on your team this week uh, and listen to them. I guess it was Monday, and you know, they were asked questions about COVID last year and this year, and the roster never sort of seeming to all be together. And you know, whether it be Kobe Julian or Kentrell Garnett or Trajan Wesley, it was just kind of like taking it in stride. I mean, at this point, it's it's happened so often uh, just because of the state of, you know, not just college basketball, kind of sports in general is, is, is when it comes to COVID that they're just at this point. I mean, ideally, you'd love to have all your guys and, and you may have, you know, a healthy roster tomorrow ready to go, knock on wood. But I think when it comes to kind of just having to plug and play, you know, I don't want to say that it's the future or anything, but certainly since last year into this year, has it almost be kind of normalized? Does it feel somewhat normal at this point, or does it still feel out of sorts when you constantly have to scramble and, and kind of adjust the roster week to week? Well, both. We, we feel that we need to control we can control, and that's, that's what we try to preach to the players. And that's about the way we go and play every game. We can't control the, the crowd or the officiating. Same thing. We can't control COVID. So we try to just taking stride and we try to go win our next game, hopefully get it next game and go, go win it. Uh, that's been our standard, but it has been frustrating to have some injuries over the past couple of years. And now you have COVID that knocks some guys out, but to hopefully we can get back to full strength and, and be at full strength. I know for the guys that are, that are on the roster, uh, there is a possibility that tomorrow night is, is the first time this season you'll have the guys that are currently on the roster um, healthy and able to play. How much did did you guys miss Theo Akuba on that road trip? I know he was out with COVID protocols, but whether it be the UT Arlington game where I know from a rebounding standpoint they got you, although you were even in second chance points, which was interesting, but just his defensive presence. I mean, he's a, he's a key player, and um, you know I know you've adjusted to not having guys in other games this year, but how much did you miss him on that road trip? Well, you take the first-team all-league guy and the defensive player of the year out of your lineup, and it's going to impact your, your team in that game for sure. Uh, and we could have used Theo because they did a great job, Arlington did, of, of getting in the paint and making tough two-point shots, you know, and that's something that you have to tip your hat and give them credit. They they made big shots. They didn't make them against Monroe on Saturday and got beat. They shot an awful percentage, but – Theo could have altered some of those shots, in our opinion, and uh, made an impact on the game. 
You're missing Michael Thomas as well. Um, what what is you know what are some things about Michael that you feel like he does well? What are some things he's still working to improve on, and what does he bring to the table for you guys? Well, he's a true point guard. He's got good speed. Uh, sees the floor pretty well. Uh, has got to get stronger, Scott, as as we talked about before. But he's growing and getting better and uh, shooting the ball much better. We want him to shoot the ball when he's open. He's he's uh, a good shooter. And I feel like his role with our team is very important. And, uh, you know, to take him out as well, he had been backing up Trajan in the most recent games. So that left us a little bit shorthanded at that position also. Bray and AU, obviously a big part of it when he's able to go for you. Uh, is you know is he still on a minutes restriction at this point? As you guys kind of bring him along? No, he's he's fine. It's just a matter of how much he can he can withstand. Uh, so he's not going to play thirty five minutes a game, or you know maybe even twenty five minutes a game. But we're trying to get him out there and get him back and uh, get get his legs up under him where he feels comfortable playing and helping us because he's a big part of what we do as well. Tomorrow night, South Alabama, Thursday night, 7 o'clock tip-off. It is Student Organizations Night over at the Cajun Gnome. This Saturday is Youth League Night as well as you guys host Troy. Having four straight at home, Coach, um, I, I I think, what, this is the longest homestand of the season for you guys. Uh, you've been 5-1 and one at home. How do you how do you feel about I mean, it's I guess, sort of the question, but how nice is it, you know, in a season where there's been a lot of – um, things out of your control that at least you know if you do play these games here over the next two weeks they're going to be at the Cajun Dome. Yeah, and you certainly don't want to lose a whole home game uh, as we did against Little Rock uh, a week ago Saturday night. That's something that we had talked about in one of the early press conferences that we're going to have six of eight at home and we didn't get that. We may have five of seven hopefully, but uh, it's important to play well wherever you are when you're at home it certainly can help we've only played one conference game at home we played 80 percent of our games been on the road so that's why these two this weekend were huge if we could have snuck them out but we we weren't able to do it's hard to win on the road and uh shoot it's hard to win at home too ask baylor south alabama coach they're coming in off of uh two straight wins to beat uh, georgia state georgia southern granted those were in mobile um, I know they haven't been on the road in, in 2022 yet. You know, they've been at home uh, up until this game coming up tomorrow. So when you look at the Jags this year, um, you know, a number of new faces, number of new players, what do they bring to the table? And, and where do you think the key to Thursday night's game is really going to lie for you guys? Well, they, they did open their conference at Arlington and lost in overtime at Arlington, had their game canceled at Texas State. So they've been, been on the road for one, but they've been at home for the others. And they've got a good team. It's a totally different team than they had last year. Only has a couple of returning players. Uh, but picked up two transfer guards from LSU and Texas A&M who are big and dominate the ball and score most of their buckets. And they've got a couple of guys inside that can play too. Yeah, and to be clear, I just meant – the calendar year. I know that they've they've been on the road some this season, um, but they, you know, I anytime UL plays South Al in, in basketball, I I remember a lot of games. Certainly back in the '90s when I was younger, and would attend games, whether it would be friends or family at the Cajun. Oh man, there's a uh, there's something about it. I, I I you know the South Alabama team talking to to Dave Schultz, who you and I both know. He was really high on this team. He felt like they'd be in the mix in conference. And I know we're only a few games into conference, 
um, for you know some teams have played up to six games, other teams have only played you know uh, a couple. But I, I I don't know, man. I feel like the Sun Belt this year, coach. It's there's there's some maybe it's just the fact that as you and I were talking about, there's a lot of unknowns in terms of is the game going to be played and who's available this week. But like on any given night in the Sun Belt this year. Um, you're, you're going to be in for a competitive basketball game. That's one thing I guess I've learned here over the early portion of this conference schedule. Yeah, we've got uh, really good players in this league and good coaches as well. The league's as strong as it's been in a few years. Uh, and it's something that I don't recognize, but it's a good basketball league. And, we have, and coaches, good game plans every night and makes it really challenging. Uh, South Alabama was picked in the middle of the pack from a conference standpoint and by the coaches. And like you said, there are a lot of different teams that, that could win and, and should this should make for an interesting tournament in Pensacola. No doubt about it. Well, Kentrell Garnett told us, you know, what you've echoed and others have echoed, you know, the goal is to win in March, to be playing your best ball in March. Um, I want to close by just talking about Kentrell. I've talked to you about him before. Um, I, I I love the kid, you know. Um, I You know, your win – Back on January sixth in overtime, I just love I love him at the time. Just you know, he's he's the shortest guy on the court. He's getting the rebound off the missed free throw by the Red Wolves. You know, he's sinking free throws on the other end. It seems like in terms of is the moment too big for him? The answer is emphatically no. Uh, but from walk on, you know, he got twelve JUCO offers, one D two offers. He told us he said he believed in himself, and you know, as you said when when you announced in front of the team that. He was being given a scholarship. It was, it was fully earned by him. I mean, this is a young man that never missed a practice for you, as you said, uh, leading up to the season, put in the time, starting game one on defense, three-point threat. You know, from walk-on to where he is in a short period of time, you figure if that work ethic and mindset continues, he's just one of these young men. It, it feels like the sky's the limit, and – He's he's just one of those players, coach. That it's hard, regardless of who you might root for. If you're listening, Kentrell Garnett's impossible not to root for as a, as a as a person. Um, and I know I'm I'm building him up a lot, but I feel like he deserves it, coach. I mean, he he deserves the praises he gets. No no doubt about it, Scott. He's been a, a really great teammate. He's a great person. Comes from a good family. He's suffered through some adversity in his life and. He's stuck with it, and things have worked out uh, in his favor at this point. But he's an excellent shooter. He shot the ball great all summer for us. We actually sent him on a tour uh, out of the country, and he was able to go with Sports Street. Some of the tours that we've sent other guys on in the past, uh, Alfred Payton, Jay Wright, Frank Bartley, Bryce Washington, uh, Jonathan Stove, et cetera. And I think that helped him as well, gave him confidence and he's come back and played really well for us. And he does a lot of different things, not just shoot the basketball, as you noted. He can make plays that uh, a lot of the common fans don't really see. The first of four at the Cajun Gnome, Thursday night, 7 o'clock against South Alabama. South Al Troy, the next week, Georgia State and Georgia Southern. Louisiana head basketball coach Bob Marlin has been our guest. Uh, Bob, you don't have to give away any spoilers, but a final question, not a basketball question. How did you and your wife feel about season four of Yellowstone? Uh, A little disappointed at the end. I, I, I thought it was just okay. Of every season, it was the weakest. I feel like I was. I was. It left a lot to be desired in my mind. Right, and you could kind of see it was just kind of running in place. It looked like to me for a while. 
but uh, we'll see what happens in the future. Hey, you know, Taylor Sheridan needs to bring it, man. You better bring it for season five. I was disappointed in season four. Anyway, I know you guys enjoy the show, uh, and I'm still going to watch when it comes out next year. Appreciate the time, Coach. Uh, all the best, and uh, we'll see you out at the Cajun Dome. Thanks, Scott. That is Rage Cajun head coach Bob Marlin. Coming up next, the 8 o'clock hour, my man James Butler, former Green Bay Packer wide receiver, former Raging Cajun wide receiver, always opinionated. Uh, we have uh, our segment next hour talking about Sean Payton rumors. Who's the next quarterback of the Saints making NFL playoff picks? He and I don't agree on anything in regards to the divisional round. Uh, we pre-recorded our hour next hour with James. He's working, but you don't want to miss it. Former Packers wide receiver, always opinionated, super fan of the Saints. He just can't help himself. But is he going to be? Is he going to be objective today? Is he going to be realistic? Plus, his thoughts on the transfer portal. Right? Had the transfer portal been around when he played, would he have entered it? How many players from UL might have left UL between 2010 and 2014 if the transfer portal was? Then what it is now. James was on that team. He's going to answer that question and more. A lot of great discussions coming your way. The Great Scott Show continues 8 o'clock hour right after this on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.